If you're looking for a new Bible study to start off the new year, can I recommend the Gospel-Centered Life Studies? If you go to the New Growth Press website, you'll find lots of options to choose from. You can study biblical books like Ruth or Jonah, or biblical topics like Christian living, Christian community, or Christian parenting. Each of these 8- to 12-week studies leads you into God's Word and into His grace, and they're ideal for individuals or for groups. To learn more, search for Gospel-Centered at NewGrowthPress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back J.A. Metters. Jeff is the pastor of preaching and theology at Redeemer Church in Tomball, Texas. He's the author of several books, including Rooted, Theology for Growing Christians, and most recently, Humble Calvinism, which has a subtitle that I just love. It says, If I Know the Five Points But Have Not Love. I hope you'll check out both those books. Jeff is married to Natalie, and they have two children, Ivy and Oliver. In addition to being a pastor and an author, Jeff's also a blogger and hosts his own podcast called Home Row. It's a podcast for writers and aspiring writers. Please check that out as well. Jeff, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, Champ. It's good to be back, man. Love having you on here. I'm looking forward to what verse you have for us today. Yeah, today um, I have my favorite verse, favorite sentence from Paul in Galatians. It's Galatians 2.20 where Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I guess it's two sentences actually, but <laughs> I still, it's still my favorite verse. But it's one verse. That's right. And there's so much packed into that one verse in those two sentences. So why don't you paraphrase it for us? As is often the case in Paul, it's just very compact. So unpack it, Jeff. What do we have yeah. here? Yeah, I, I think Paul's helping us see our identity um, and really what now the Christian life can be totally defined as um, we've died with Christ and we have new lives with him hmm. and we're going to live by faith in the one who loves us and died for us. That's it. It's all been shut down in the old life and we've been given a new life, a new operating system, a new OS, hmm. and now it's all faith in the Son of God um, who has an immeasurable love for us. So I, I just love this verse. Yeah, so it's not just that Jesus' death benefits us, which it does. It's that when he died, we died. And right. so it's like his death and our death to this world and to sin and to punishment, those go together. Can you explain some of that for us? How does that work? What is that? Yeah, so when he says that I've been crucified with Christ, it's it would've, this would have been so jarring to the original Galatian audience because crucifixion in the Roman Empire was one of the most disgusting, uh, horrifying things to even speak of. Roman citizens were not even allowed to talk about crucifixion. And so for Paul to say, I've been crucified with Christ, well, he wants us to realize that horror that happened to Christ, it happened to us too. Our old lives, we don't even live them anymore. So now when we place our faith in King Jesus and we believe that when he was crucified, that it wasn't just Jesus dying at the hands of some angry Roman soldiers and agitated Israelites. 
but that he was dying for Paul's sins, he's saying. Hmm. That he was dying for Champ's sins. That he was dying for Jeff's sins. And that now, since we believe that, the lives that we live now, we're living by faith in him. So now our whole life is staked on the claim and the reality that Jesus was crucified, Jesus was raised, and that he loves us, evidenced by he gave himself for us. So now this verse really gives us lenses for how to view the way we live in everyday life. This is, in some ways, just a compact way of talking about the gospel, isn't it? So how is this verse expanded in your own life? What's the history here? I love, um, first, it kind of starts at the end, that he loved me and gave himself for me. This is only one of the two occurrences in the New Testament where it's it's a personal um, love being talked about. We know he loved the church. um, He loves his sheep, like those kinds of phrases that are more, Mm -hmm. uh, more broad. But here in Galatians 2 and in Revelation 1, these are the personal Jesus loved me in the Bible tells me so, like right here. Yeah. Um, so that spoke so much to me and still does um, every day when I think about how much of a of a, a bumbler I am and a struggler and a doubter and a worrier. Um, and, and I can feel like a loser and that I don't measure up. But I can remember this verse and remember the cross and, rem- and remember that empty borrowed tomb um, is that he loved me and he gave himself for me. So that's kind of where it begins. Oh, that's fantastic. I remember I was probably been about 10 years ago. I mean, I'm married, I've got kids and there was a season of life where the Lord just opened my eyes to the fact he loves me Yeah. in ways that I, I think I've known that since I was a child, but there are just seasons in life when the Lord enables us to feel more of what has always been true of the way he feels about us. So this verse is wonderful in pointing us toward his heart. Amen. Jeff, if you were to take this verse and turn it on its head and give us the inverse, like what's it not saying? How would you say that? Yeah, you know, I think there's so many ways you could think about this verse and, and what Paul's trying to say, and I think what the devil would want us to believe and, and what he would want us not to believe. And so I think one way you would say, maybe I've been crucified with Christ. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm still living, hoping I make it. And maybe Christ lives in me. Um, maybe he's willing to be associated with me. But I don't know if I measure up. And the life I live now, I'm living by my works. I'm going to try to make it to the other side. I'm going to be a good person. I'm just going to hope my good outweighs my bad. And then maybe then he'll love me. Um, and maybe then he'll accept me. Wow. And of course, we know that is not the heart of the gospel because the very next verse says, I don't set aside the grace of God. For mm-hmm. if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died for nothing. But we know that righteousness comes by faith in the crucified and risen Christ. So Jeff, if someone's listening to this and some of what you just said about the inverse of this verse resonated with their hearts and their experience, maybe their doubts, their fears, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them uh, as next steps in their walk with the Lord? Yeah. You know, I think if, if people are doubting, if you're doubting your assurance of salvation, like, am I, am I really saved? Here's what you should not do. You should not become a fruit inspector of your own life. Uh, as, as a means of assurance, because here's why you will find some encouraging things in your life. If you're a believer, you'll find, uh, church attendance and fellowship and community and, and reading the scriptures and praying, you'll, you'll see those things and you know, God is real. You, you know, you're not an atheist. So, so you'll find some encouraging things, but then on the other side of the tree, you find discouraging things. 
um, I still, you know, got anxious or I was still envious or I still had lust ab- about this. And then you'll wonder, well, how could I really do that? I, I mean, I thought it was a Christian. Well, here's where Paul takes us. I live by faith in the son of God. Not I live by faith in myself. I live by faith in my, my prayer that I had said in the, in the church when I was a little kid. I don't live by faith in my baptism. I don't live by faith in my spiritual disciplines. I live by faith in the son of God. So that's who we need to trust. So bring it back to what do you really believe about Jesus? Do you believe that he was crucified as the son of God raised from the dead and that he loves you? and invites you to believe in him, then you will be saved. And if that's what you believe, then you are saved. Jeff, once again, thank you for being with us on the podcast. It's been a real encouragement to be reminded of this verse from Galatians chapter two. Would you close our time by praying this verse for all of us? Yeah, let's pray. King Jesus, we, we come to you thankful that we've been crucified with Christ, that our, that our sins have been paid for, that our old selves that were against you and uh, at war with you have died and that we've been raised to newness of life and that these lives we live now, we're not left to our own. Uh, we're, we're not trying to force a square peg into a round hole now, but that you live in us. And, and so these commands, these calls to holiness, um, the, the ways of living the Christian life, we have the Christ in us. And so the Christian life is, is not impossible now. Uh, for with God, all things are possible. So help us to live by faith. Help us to remember, um, to remember and proclaim that, that broken body and the bread and that blood poured out for us in the cup that we, that we drink at the Lord's Supper, that we would remember your love, that we would remember your cross, and remember that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And to that, we can say in the name of Christ, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.